Welcome everyone to episode 58 of the Circle Back Podcast, the show where three great friends get together and just talk about video games. I'm Dan LaMarca. As always, I'm joined by Dan Dufernoy. Hey, everybody. And Shelby White. Shelby. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> Does that sound like Shelby? <laughs> Shelby is unfortunately not able to be here today. Shelby, so, I feel like you're right next to me, though. Yeah. We feel your we presence. We feel you in spirit. I feel you, Shelby. <laughs> so we're kicking it old school. Just Dan and Dan rapping about video games. Rapping. All right. Can't seem to. All right. To the let's hear it. Dan, I'm nervous <laughs> and I can't relax. <laughs> well, that was nice. Mario Brothers and our jam. Got a big portal on my working on the drain. You know that song from the old? Yes. <laughs> yes. You're nailing it, Dan. Keep it up. Uh, faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. <laughs> <laughs> How could they say faster than the others? I, I don't know. You, you, they're Sonic's main competitor. I, I may not, tell me I might not have the Sonics? lyrics right. I saw that show when I was a kid. I loved it. Captain Lou Albano was my hero. He, he is something. And um, and yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> You're your I, hero. <laughs> <laughs> Calling Lou Albano a hero is really good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was in the Cindy Lauper Girls Just Want to Have Fun music video, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not grounds for that's heroism, an, I don't know what that's is. That's an anthem. <laughs> There's actually a cover. I had no idea. But this isn't a music podcast. Wait, are you telling me that the girls just want to have fun as a cover? It's a cover. Robert Hazard song. It was like a new wave punk song, like 79, 80. What? And Cindy Lauper. Yeah, she made no. it. She took it. Yeah, she took, she made it her own. Uh, it, I swear to God. How does nobody know that? <laughs> because she hers became a number one hit. Robert Hazard was like a like an wow. underground punk new wave sort of guy. And uh, wow. it's really interesting. We have to listen to it. That is really interesting. Yeah. And you'll be hearing audio of that right now. <laughs> Click. Uh, all right, let's get into the games here. Um, <clears throat> since it's just me and Dan, we don't have a ton of games to talk about, but we have we have some. Um, I'm going to start out by saying Mortal Kombat 11. Okay. I finished the story mode. It ends really, really well. That la- the final hour is just total, totally bonkers. Like fucking awesome. I I really, really like that game a lot. Um, best fatalities of any of the games well yeah but that's not why i personally am there but you know it helps it's fun to see the ridiculous because it really you know the best way to describe it is like it is like like schlocky horror movies Mm -hmm. in in its levels of like Oh my god, that's disgusting! But you're laughing. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, look at yeah. this! How stupid! But like it's, ripping out the spine through the mouth, and uh, you're just like, oh, okay. yeah, it's so good. It is really, really good. But the game, like I said, I, I've said it before. I talked about the game on the last podcast, but I think it's just a really great fighting game. And then, like I said, the the way NetherRealm does their story modes, I just love them. You and, said they have some really cool, like you know adventure things that you can yeah so not yeah aside i mean the crypt is awesome which is probably what you're talking about and it's great it's like you know nice little throwbacks and and nods to fans of the series right but i'm talking about the story mode the single player Mm -hmm. story mode they do it better than anyone for sure it's like they this is old news because they've been doing it since mortal kombat 9 but and they do it in injustice games it's like you play through a single player campaign where each chapter it puts you in control of a different character and shows their little story in in what's going on and then it seamlessly like transitions from like a cinematic camera and it like pulls out and they're like facing each other the two characters and then you fight and it's just 
And then same thing on the back end. You beat them and it zooms in on someone. And cool. it go, it, it's just really well done. And like I said, this isn't fucking new news. But the story they told in this game, I think, was a really, really good way to wrap up that trilogy That's awesome, of man. 9, 10, and 11. I think 10 is kind of the odd man out because it focuses a lot on the, the quote-unquote combat kids, which is, was like, you know, there were a couple of the characters. It was like a big time jump from 9 to 10. Okay. And some of the characters' children, like Cassie Cage, Jackie Briggs, um, in the last game. Oh, I forget their names. I know Jin was one of them. But basically, a couple of characters had kids, and now their kids were playable characters. Right? Oh, okay. So now the two guys, that the two male combat kids, are just like not in the story at all. And But Cassie and Jackie still play big roles. Uh, but it's more of a... The story is more about... The older characters like you know <clears throat> i think Jax has a really really good story in this uh johnny cage coming to grips with what a douchebag he was mm. as young johnny cage because he literally comes face to face with his younger self that's really cool and like you know uh, not everyone can relate but most people can relate when you're like oh my god myself 10 years ago yeah. jesus like, <laughs> terrible you know like so imagine Johnny Cage, who is like an un- insufferable the worst. Know, idiot. Just the worst. So like he, as he got older, had a kid, got married, like he kind of Mellows. grew, right? Yeah. So now he's looking back and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you see young Johnny Cage being his douchey self. And it's just so good to see like him like come up with ideas like, man, we can make so much money like Johnny and Johnny in the, in the movies together. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so stupid, but it's so good. That's awesome. Uh, and then they do really fun time travel stuff that, of course, doesn't make much sense, but it's it's a lot of fun. Um, so, again, like I said last time, highly recommend this game. They get tied together really well. Some really weird stuff at the end of this game, but it, it's, it's awesome. Cool, man. Um, so that's Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, Dan, I know we talk about Sekiro a lot on this podcast, but I know you are knocking on the door I'm, quite uh, literally. The last boss. He's fighting the last boss as we speak. And I've mentioned on here before that I think Very hard. the last boss of Sekiro is the hardest from software boss I've ever fought. And that's saying something. And now Dan is getting so close. So the issue is that I'm just getting, and and that's I think from any from software game when you get impatient, mm-hmm. that's when you that's mess where up. You get I know I can beat him. I know the strategy. I have my technique. I know how to dodge that. I know how to. I I can do it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a very very long battle, and it's just it's yeah. it's grueling, and I just. Well, yeah, like like most final bosses in these games, I, maybe I wouldn't even say most, but I I think of Bloodborne, and that final boss. It's a long fight. Yeah. So there's not much room for error. Exactly. That's what this reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you can't really slip up once. Or, or you're screwed. You once you know? if you get hit once, your your health bars it depends on how many prayer beads you yeah. have, obviously. But you know, your health goes to like, you know, a quarter of the way. I'm gonna ask you something in very vague terms because I don't want to spoil anything, yes, especially be, for Shelby. Let's be vague. Uh there is another "Quote unquote final boss that you could have already seen. Have you seen it yet? It's it's fiery, is what I'll say. No, I know what you're talking about. Haven't it. seen no, it. I have, no, no, no. Okay, you skipping that? Well, I don't know how to. Tr- so really, what okay. my my I'm going to play this game again. But my what I said to myself was, and I did the same thing with Bloodborne. I'm going to play this game 
I'm going to try to explore everything that I can, but mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do it with as little references or as little, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, you know, no walkthroughs. That was me too. Or yeah. anything yeah, yeah. like that. Um, but to be fair, I did, uh, look at like a, like a tip for this last boss mm-hmm. and, and the article that it was, it said, like, it showed the other, Oh, how do you, you know, how to beat this boss? Yeah, and yeah. I was like, Oh, what's that? And I looked, I looked into it mm-hmm. and I was just like, ah, oh, man, you know, so I don't know. It, it depends. I want to, I'm on this, this jag. I really yeah. want to beat, um, this. Oh one, yeah. You know, the thing I'll say is don't fall trap. Don't fall victim to what you what happened with you and Bloodborne. Keep this save after you beat the boss. And if you want to play it again, do a new save because in Bloodborne, didn't you have to redo? Didn't so, you have to replay? Well, so yeah, so Bloodborne because I got, started New Game Plus. That's what happened, right? I started New Game Plus that's because what, I got yep. the, I got the DLC. But if you start New Game Plus, then you have to work your way back to a certain point. Yes, that's a nightmare. So what I'm doing is I'm leaving my save, and this game is one of the first ones to actually have multiple slots on the game screen. Oh yeah, it has multiple save. Well, games Bloodborne, on. you could have different. You could. Yeah, Bloodborne, you could do. I couldn't different. remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some of them are like, eh, maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe they all have save slots. But I remember I did the same thing. But on this one, I'm like, I'm not starting New Game Plus. I'm leaving that save. And if I want to play it again, I'm starting a new game. That's, that's, good. that's what I'm doing. I like that. Don't do a New Game Plus because you're going to have to get it's all the way. So much, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but I think that's that's my plan. And that's what I was trying to do. The way that like Shelby is doing his, like I wanted to really experience it without any. So I'm sure I've missed a bunch of things. Right. But that makes me want to go back. And I said I did that with Bloodborne when I played New Game Plus. Because from software, I don't know uh, what ending you got when you beat the game, but I know there's like four different endings to, yeah. to Sekiro, mm-hmm. and you know I was look, I was again I well, I, there's I, one that you already would you already understand where that where that's came coming from, because that was earlier. Right, right you right. had a choice. Right, and and you know, but then there's other ones. Yeah, and like I was looking into them. Um, like maybe like two days ago, mm-hmm. and I've already missed the point that you can, yeah, yeah. you can't get those. So but, you're not really. From software, like, it's just so obtuse, like, what uh, you need to do to get uh, a certain thing. Like, very, very, like... And the same thing with Bloodborne. There's no way... And I can probably spoil it, right? That's been Bloodborne, a yeah. While, yeah. Spoiler for Bloodborne. Is, Wait two seconds. One, two. <laughs> like, how was I supposed to know that, like, eating three umbilical cords would get me the, the best right, ending? Right. So, it wasn't until the second playthrough, when I did New Game Plus, and I did um, the Old Hunters DLC, that, like, I looked into it. I was like, oh, that's that's it. That's all I, I got to do. You know, because the first time, I did the same thing. I was like, I just want to play this. I want to have my own experience. And when I found out that there was a better ending than what I got, I was just like, oh, I got to, you know, I got to do that. Isn't, isn't, can't you end the game after beating Mikalash? Like, that's an ending? No, uh, I think it is. I think you can, I think there's something, I don't remember, but I think there's a way, like, that's an ending. Or maybe really? after you beat the wet nurse. If you beat the wet nurse, you can go to Garmin. Yeah, he can that's say what it like is. he goes you like. You just give it. You say sub, sub, uh, whatever it is. He says like I'll kill you and you won't have to deal with this anymore. That's what it was. And he, yeah, and yeah, he kills yeah. you and you wake yeah. up and you but know the wet nurse is right after Mikolash. That's why I was thinking yeah, about yeah. It probably yeah. Um, and then there's the ending where you know you just fight Garmin. Yeah, and that's the first ending I got. You and just then fight there's Garmin. the you become you become like the next Garmin in yeah. that ending. Yep. Um, and then if you beat the umbilical cords, then you fight the. The moon presence. moon presence, yeah, and then you bring Yarnum to its new yep. dawn, or you know, whatever. Yep. Whatever the trophy said, yeah, it's like yeah, that. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So I know Sekiro. I've already missed the four, whatever the mm-hmm. endings are. And now, did you get those? Like, did you? No, no. I, I probably am gonna get, or you're probably gonna get the same one as me. Yeah. Um, but 
I kind of after I beat the game, I looked up a bunch of stuff, and, yeah, yeah, and now yeah. I, you know, like I said, there's one obvious one that you make a choice on, right, right, right. And other than that, the other, it's really three, really, because one of them is just a variation of the other one. Okay. But like I said, I looked up what it was, and it was just so obtuse, and I was like, you have yeah. to do it at this point, and not after this point, right. and you have to do this, you have to listen to this, and it's just like so many different things, and I was just yeah. like, oh, I missed that. The I'm funny, gonna... the the funny thing is, the ending that I got is like, I guess not. It's not the best ending because I didn't go out of my way to get a bunch of stuff, but I love the way it ended. It was good. Like I thought it was really yeah. like appropriate for for what happened. So because like I watched um, what we talked about, there was another point where you can get the ending where if you yeah. you got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So I watched you know the quote unquote bad bad ending, yeah. and I was like, oh man, I hate this. That's like brutal, that's like yeah. so bad that's the way brutal. that that. Um, so hopefully I beat the uh, the last boss. That's the. I'm pretty sure you will, Dan. You I got him down to to his last death blow multiple times. That means that means you're on the road. I shouldn't say this because this might be karma. It might be used against me. Like where now the boss is going to become harder. <laughs> but I don't think so. You're saying it's the hardest from software boss. Hands down, hardest boss I ever fought was like Orphan of Cause because yeah. like he was just so unpredictable and yeah. so like you get him down to half health and he's just just the worst you can't you can't it's all just luck i really don't think it has anything to do with skill <laughs> this boss though i i feel like i i know it i can do well, it i can but that's this game compared to other games yeah. in this in in from software it's like this game is learning right more than any of the others yeah. there's no like if in my opinion i'm like the re- when i finally beat this final boss i had five uh gourd charges left when I beat him. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you know you what I'm saying. Learn, like you get better. Yeah. So it was the hardest for me because it took. It's such a big learning. I have so much trouble in this game with delayed sword attacks. And oh, Ishin does the he like waits and he like shows his blade, mm-hmm. and then like goes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it kills me. Yeah. Kills me. That. <laughs> Where right. Uh. But yeah, he. Uh, I'm telling you, any any sort of like sword delays mm-hmm. in this game, I have so much trouble with. I have a hard time telling between when they do uh, when the kanji symbol comes up. If it's a sweep or a so, like especially with him, because on his mm. on one of the fa- I won't I'm yeah. trying not to spoil yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. On one of the fa- one of the later phases, um, there he does like a, a sweep and yeah. he does like a upwards. Yeah, and you can Makiri counter that. But like it's so hard to like tell what he's going like it's it's such a subtle that you really mm-hmm. gotta you gotta be invested and mm-hmm. you gotta invest like half an hour just to try to Shelby yeah anyone that's not watching Sekiro Shelby dies twice you should because it's awesome it's but, really good but Shelby's biggest issue is is differentiating the different things yeah he, he can never like still even after he beat Genichiro yeah he like couldn't tell if a sweep was coming or yeah. if a if a, a thrust was coming. <laughs> like he really struggles it's with hard that. Though. But he's great at the game. He's yeah. like way better than I am my first. Oh my time. gosh! I was watching. Gosh, okay. He took like it Crazy. took me like fifty times to beat Genichiro, <laughs> yeah. and like he, know. you know, seriously, yeah. go Shelby. He really is rocking that game. But, but um, yeah, man, I, I love it. I'm hopefully I'm hoping by the next time we have the podcast, I I beat it. Yeah. Okay. Now that you know my time frees up a little bit, and I'm really hopeful that if if when Shelby beats it. We can all get together and just, I would love just that. talk spoilers. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I know it'd be super late, but I think for people that that enjoy this stuff and and have beaten Sekiro, I think it's it, it'll be a lot of fun. There's to so much to. I want to talk about and yeah. so many specific moments and, yeah. and characters. I would love to do that. That'd be really cool. 
Uh, all right, <clears throat> let's move on to other games. Dan, I know that you finally got into something. Me, I talked about this game mm-hmm. on one podcast, then Shelby talked about it on the next podcast. Now, now it's your turn to it. talk about it. Yeah. What have you been playing? Dreams. I got dreams. Yeah. What do you think? It's incredible. It really is incredible. What has your experience been like? What have you been doing? In so it? first, uh, first day I got it, I just I wanted to play everybody's yeah. levels, and holy moly, were there any standouts you Somebody, want to talk about? Yeah, I want to say I think the 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 most creative, most incredible one because it's crazy. Some are just like movies, some are mm-hmm. just like paintings, yeah. Some are just um, and some of them, you know, not so not so great. But again, yeah. I can't make anything better. Um, but. Uh, there's this one. It was called the Starry Night, and uh, you're like in Vincent Van Gogh, or Vincent Van Gogh's room. That's how yeah, you yeah, actually yeah. pronounce Gough. it, you know, for you cultured people out there. <laughs> but uh, and you're in his room, and it looks just like one of his like paintings. Like he's had paintings of like the chair in his room or the bed in his room, mm-hmm. and you're in his room, and like you go and you drink like absinthe, and then you get whisked away outside, and like the sky just turns into Starry Night. And to me, that was like one of the most I didn't play that one. That sounds really cool. It was like that was like one of the most unique, incredible ones I've ever like yeah. played. Um a lot of people did like Kokiri Forest. There was like more than just I one. There's that, like yeah, a yeah. few people who tried to to do that one. Um that was really cool. I'm trying to think. What else? Um I read that someone's remaking the entirety of Metal Gear Solid one in, in Dreams. Oh really? They're like working on it right now. <laughs> um I'm trying to think. One that I saw on Polygon, and then I actually played it, was The House of Beavis. Did you see that one? No, Did I, I didn't see it. It's like this weird, like, mansion, but, like, all these, like, weird things, like, it happens, <laughs> these weird statues, and, like, a unicorn shows up, and it's, like... Did you play the PT remake? Oh, yeah, man, that was terrifying. That was... Isn't that so cool? But, so, maybe it was my game. It stops at one point. It, it like, it only goes so far. Yeah, it's not, it's not a complete It's remake. not completed. At one point, like, it's, it's just, just like a proof of concept, kind of. Yeah, oh my but gosh, isn't it it's so good? just like it. It's just like it. The way they can make the graphics look just like, so similar, like, yeah. it's not the same quality, obviously, mm-hmm. but with the tools they have, like, imagining somebody making the clock and the pictures and stuff, like, yeah. it's just amazing. But I, I want it does stop at a point, because it just turned to a black screen, and I was just like, Oh, I can't go anymore. What's what's <laughs> happening? But yeah, man, that was really really cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else they had. They had um, the Don't Hug Me game. Where yeah, they, uh, a lot of the Media Molecule made ones, which that was one mm-hmm. are are really cool little bite sized ones. Yeah, but I've been I've been going through some of the tutorials. I've been trying to you know nobody take my idea, but I've been trying to like I've been trying to work on like a, a Back to the Future like DeLorean like cause, oh yeah because because what they have is they have um certain things that media molecule like they already have like pre-made, pre-made yeah. things yeah. so like they had like they actually had the back to the future delorean like made they had the uh like a clock tower made mm. they had, like a truck so i'm trying to make like the twin pines mall and then you go through hill valley it's oh that's awesome but it's take it took me like an hour just to like get the platforms to connect oh, like yeah. it's really janky that way it's tough but you can see if, if how much of the tutorial stuff have you done with the creator stuff um uh, I know they're segmented into like you know there's one but there's like eight parts to yeah. it. I, I've done the two like two beginner like beginner ones and I know there's just so much more. So to did you see all the animation stuff? Yeah, there's so much to. I mean, I, I didn't watch them, but I know that it's just so I, me just like watching some of that stuff and learning some of that stuff. Like it obviously a tutorial is going to help you do something, right? right? That's the whole point of it. But the way they talk about their tools really makes you understand it. I think jumping in and you know messing around with it is is certainly useful but it's mm-hmm. easy to become frustrated if you don't fully understand it so like 
best way to do it is like pull up the tutorials on a separate screen if you can. Yeah, and then do it as you. And then do it and like, all right, I'm confused about this. Let me check this tutorial, mm -hmm. watch it, and be, oh, and then go. Like it's been really, really cool yeah. doing. Have that you made anything? Stuff. Have you I just mess around? Yeah, I do. I I I spend more time in that game looking through other people's like character models mm -hmm. and cars and vehicle like you know looking through other people's creations like you know because there's a place where you can look through just objects right mm -hmm. so you're not like playing someone's level you're just like oh i made this really cool tree maybe someone else made a delorean because it came out really amazing it like, could be someone else yeah. yeah because other people are making crazy stuff in mm -hmm. this game there's just one very memorable one for me where it's just like big robot it's like a big mech looking thing and it shoots eye lasers if you press a button and it makes like a really cool like diabolical left like robot <laughs> left. it's so good that sort of stuff like looking at other uh, and and i don't maybe this is me being uh creatively bankrupt but i don't like looking at someone else's thing and be like oh this would be really cool in this type of story or mm -hmm. this type of world or something is is it makes my my personal abilities enhanced you know what i mean like where, no, where same. i'm like i need a jump start i need it's something nice yeah. to be like oh here are some pre-made things i can add in make stuff around it maybe make the actual gameplay part of it mm -hmm. I, I think it's so neat yeah <clears throat> it's great though i it's, it's fantastic yeah I mean, that's really all i can say I just know. a lot of fun i'm very excited to see when the final release comes out what they, they change. mention anything about that no have... i mean they're probably a little ways out it took them so long to get to this point yeah but you know maybe maybe by the end of the year we'll see it'd be cool yeah uh, so that's dreams. Um, I have a semi-apology about Katana Zero. Oh, okay, let's hear it. So I played two or three more chapters. Okay. So what day are you at? <sighs> you know what the funny part is? Right after the podcast is when I played last time. So it's, oh, it's okay. been like two All weeks. Right. Uh, but I will say I basically... <sighs> I did the thing with the DJ... Okay. And then I did one more after that. Okay. So you're still in the And so I'm still yeah, but but what I want to say off the bat is the apology I owe it is there is more to it than I gave it credit for, for sure. Like playing those first two, I was like, uh, you know, I don't know, it's not for me, whatever. It's not doing what it's trying to do very well. I think it is. And I think uh some of the meta narrative stuff that they're doing is very interesting. Mm -hmm. And it makes me want to continue you know, it just so happens that my final exam is coming up, so I haven't had <laughs> as much time. Um, but I will finish this game, and I and I I like the the direction it's heading. the The problem I have with it is I don't think the writing is very good. Okay. Personally, I think some of the like I, I don't know. I kind of don't like the attitude of the game. Mm. Like you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like it kind of like you know how you can hit the red dialogue option very really quick. It's like yeah. quickly. Like those are all like just. Like, ugh. yeah, you know, like it's not you're not really being clever. You're not being you're just being kind of an asshole. Yeah. You know, like it's not I don't know. I, I haven't found that too enjoyable. So that's why it's a semi apology. I think I didn't give it enough credit before <clears throat> on the last episode for what it was doing. Now, I think I enjoy the game. I get what it's doing. It's it's varying things up enough where I'm enjoying it. Mm -hmm. I think some of the interactions with the psychologist is interesting but the writing overall, I found to be kind yeah, of a little off-putting for me. That's fair. 
Um, I'm curious if, I mean, if you continue <clears throat> playing through it. Like I said, it gives me very Metal Gear Solid 2 vibes. Yeah, I will, know. and I'm going to finish it. And, you know, probably by next, I would bet by the next mm-hmm. episode, I'll, I'll have this game finished. But I just wanted to talk briefly about Katana Zero. Yeah, so, yeah. definitely. You know, maybe definitely. I didn't get it, give it enough credit. That's, that's okay. I just, I think <clears> it's definitely <throat> a game worth, you know, just check, like checking out. I'm not yeah. saying it's the best game oh, yeah, ever, yeah, but, I, sure. you know, I definitely, like, I'm glad I yeah. invested in it. Yeah. And I already have it, and I already you know started playing it so mm-hmm. like may as well um <clears throat> i know you have a couple older games on the list of games you played here dan uh which what do you want to talk about oh you know i just um me and my uh me and my sister have just been going through like old games certain games that like she's never played so like i was just I mean, we were talking before um chrono trigger i think we talked about that game to death you mm-hmm. know we just kind of started playing through that again um if anybody hasn't played that game that game still holds up still mm-hmm. fantastic I wish there was a way. I mean, I, I appreciate the way Chrono Trigger opens as far as like world building, but I wish there was a way when you like replay it to just skip that first hour. <laughs> yeah, you don't like the, uh, the little fair. And- it's not that I don't like it. It's just there's a lot of stuff you have to do mm-hmm. that's just like <laughs> oh, go run with the dogs. Or like yeah, 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 you know what I mean. Like yeah, it, it, you know. But it, that's such a minor gripe for such an amazing game. That game is incredible. <clears throat> um, so yeah, so we played that. Oh, uh, so Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I know Shelby. Uh, you know. Shelby, I know you're here in spirit. Uh, we started playing uh, Kingdom Hearts again, specifically two. My sister's never played uh, those games, and um, we still have them for what was it, PlayStation Two. And um, so she just said, "All right, I'm just gonna." She was in the middle of the first one, and she was like, uh, "I'm kind of not feeling it." So she was like, "I'm just gonna go to the second one." Um, and yeah, we went through the second one, and I, I kind of watched. You know, we played. You know, we talked about it. Um, I don't know. This is I kind of wanted, wanted to ask you because I, you know, I know how we feel about the Metal Gear Solid games. Um, it seems like, cause this is also going to tie into another game that we started to play. Um, another final fantasy game was, uh, they just came out with, um, the trailer for the remake for final fantasy seven. Yes. Um, so my sister's friend never played final fantasy seven. So we had on the PS4, so we said, oh, well, you know, we'll play, we'll, they, you know, we'll show you what it's about. We'll, you know, we'll play the beginning, you know, stages and stuff like that. And I just feel like with kingdom hearts two and, and final fantasy seven, um, I feel like there's a very, very big difference when you're trying to tell a complex kind of meta angsty story. I feel like those two games, the Kingdom Hearts and the in the Final Fantasy VII, are just like so self serious that it, it kind of takes the enjoyment out of it, as opposed to a Metal Gear Solid, which is just incredibly obtuse, but at the same time, like it realizes what it's doing and it's a little bit more enjoyable for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not to not to crap on on these games, but that's just it. Just playing these games again, or at least just you know starting from the beginning and and going through them again and and revisiting them. It really just sort of, you know, deepens those feelings of just like, ah, I just I don't I don't really care for these games yeah. that much. Not just mm-hmm. like an old man. <clears throat> no, but I understand where you're coming from, and I mean, there's a obvious analog between Final Fantasy VII and the Kingdom Hearts games in that it's, uh same creator a lot of the same stuff characters yeah yeah. like you know there's a lot there that's that makes it pretty obvious um but yeah it it, that's what's always rubbed me the wrong way is that not that the final fantasy games before seven weren't serious because they certainly had serious plot lines and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but it was it was a different kind of of serious you know what i mean yeah. like the, there's something and I, i'm so bad at describing this because i've talked about this with so many other people about why six is so much better than seven and it's like it's it's just 
because they're the styles of them are so different like even how the characters are written and the dialogue between them it seem it just like seems like a really good story compared to like a like like it's like a really good novel versus like a young adult novel yeah, my, yeah, yeah. that's how i feel about mm-hmm. it and and i don't that is dismissive and reductive and whatever but I've always felt that way, and I don't have a good way to describe yeah. it. But I'm like, this just is kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I've always felt that way about about seven in particular, where I'm like, you know, like a lot of this stuff is just very silly mm-hmm. in a not fun way. You know what I mean? In it, like a uh, like eye rolly kind of. And way. that's what I mean. It's it's you know, I probably a lot of people would disagree with me and get angry at me for it. But like, I just don't think Cloud is a very good character. I think he's just like he's he's not he's just like. He's just like a terrible <laughs> character, and that, yeah. you're not to, maybe I shouldn't spoil anything because I know the remake's coming out and people were. But there's a there's a specific point in the game where you like you get to the bottom of like what's eating him, and it's just like the biggest letdown where you're just like, you did this to yourself, buddy. Like what the heck? Like this is this whole it's thing? Very, is, it's very young adult novel like yeah. like where it's like the, you know there's one dimensional characters that are like here's what this person means, you know, like, you know, really underneath it all. It's like, there's a big secret to unravel. And whereas you have six where it's like actual character building, you have really fun interactions between the characters in the party. Uh, Like you're learning about their lives throughout the story on Mm -hmm. top of the, the overarching story, which is pretty, I mean, they do, they have interesting twists in six that make that game that make that, main story more meaningful Mm -hmm. but if you look at that main story it's like nothing to write home about but like i said it's it's everything else around it recently you know what's really interesting i i've been watching uh giant bomb play through mass effect series again and i forever since since you know the end of mass effect 3 i have said mass effect 1 is the best mass effect Mm -hmm. right and that's because i i still would say for sure the overarching plot and what's going on and how they built the world and everything the, the universe how they built that out is so masterful mm-hmm. even if the gameplay stinks and you know it's not as character focused right i'm watching now they're playing mass effect 2 and i don't think there's any way that i could say mass effect 1 is better than mass effect 2 there's no way so you completely yeah. change your opinion completely wow and it's because i had not revisited that trilogy mm-hmm. since i completed the trilogy and it's so there's there's a complicated thing here right so it's number one rose tinted glasses for the first of of a series right it's the first you're like this new. was amazing and it, it i still absolutely adore the first mass effect game but every little detail in mass effect it, mass effect 2 has detail everywhere Mm -hmm. every planet you go to you hear ambient conversations that are sometimes hilarious sometimes like heartbreaking like great but they fill that place in a way that makes mass effect one feel so empty Mm -hmm. so that's really interesting i haven't played them since but i never i never thought about it because like of course i played mass effect 2 when it came out i said this is a masterpiece i love this game but when you're looking at them so close together and and you came out of the trilogy, you played the trilogy late and you came out and you said Mass Effect 2 is, Mass Effect 2 is my your, favorite. your favorite. Yeah. And I would always say, you know, one is really the one, you know, look at the, all the stuff like 
because it lays such an impressive groundwork, it's so easy to look back and say like, wow, look at how awesome this story is. Like with the Protheans and the like, you know, these ancient machine race Mm -hmm. that like, it was so wild and so interesting. And of course, I mean, Mass Effect in and of itself borrows a lot from other science fiction. So I'm not saying this is like, you know, they're coming up with, and so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's a whole complicated mess, but I I recently was looking at and and watching these videos and saying like holy shit like look at how awesome this world is full of hundreds of characters yeah and races and cultures but and like all this stuff Mass Effect One doesn't have that mm-hmm. it doesn't have you know a, a bartender that's gonna be like you know flirting with you but also like wanting to punch you in the face yeah, like yeah, yeah. like there are thousands of little interactions in Mass Effect Two that pepper that world and make it like such a, I keep saying world and I, I laugh at it because we say world building, right? But it's a bunch of worlds, obviously it's right, a universe yeah. in Mass Effect. So, but it peppers that whole entire universe with such a like amazing level of detail mm-hmm. and, and it just, it, it, it does such a good job of floating between being serious and funny and serious and funny and ridiculous and right. absurd. And like there are so many different things going on and they all fit together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such an amazing accomplishment. And that's why I look at, I know this was such a roundabout way to talk about this, yeah, but no, it clicked in my head when I was thinking of six and seven, where it's like in seven, they're really one note. And when they have levity, it doesn't feel in concert mm. with the rest of the game because you're so beaten down with how this world is. Whereas I look at six and it all fits, you know, like it, you're kind of like you're, you're playing with these characters and you're like, wow, like, yeah, we, we did have this terrible battle and something terrible happened to this person, but like we find moments of joy and like little things happen. It's and, a bigger scope of just like emotions. And, and it, yeah, exactly. It runs the gamut, but it, it fits mm-hmm. together. And that's like, that's the important part. It's like, if you're going to try to do multiple, you know, I've given The Last of Us some shit in the past about being kind of one note, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, they do have small moments of like, you know, someone getting to live in normalcy or whatever, you know, I'm not going to talk about the specifics in The Last of Us, but it's like, but they don't really do a good job of like exploring right, the right. emotional scale, right? And it's like, I think some of the best stories do that. And and I think that's what Final Fantasy VII is really missing. It, it's, tr- it's like trying to hammer home this one thing. Yeah. And it's not something I was ever interested to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like that one thing they're trying to tell you. So it's Man, like... My parents just don't understand. <laughs> you know? It's just like... I, you know, it never worked for me. And uh, yeah, sorry to go off on a tangent about Mass no, Effect. No, it, it, well, it's Mass Effect's fantastic. And I totally, that's... It's on my know. mind right now because of uh, that giant bomb series, but... I agree. And that's why 2 was always my favorite because yeah. I just feel like there was so much more... Yeah. You know... It it really makes the... F- but I love 1, too. It's like it's like the Godfather and Godfather Part 2. You can't have one without the <laughs> yeah. other. You know, it's like... Well, that's the thing. I mean, it, you know, I, I think I gave 1 so much credit in the past because I'm like this laid the groundwork like mm-hmm. this was this set up everything mm-hmm. but the 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 level of quality and the 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 depth of characterization and worlds in that game is is so unmatched yeah and i'm interested when they get to three because i i loved three when it came out i thought it was great it was like more of two yeah that's what it, that's what it was like for me 
it didn't quite have the same characters that I loved in mm-hmm. the same way. That's why I think it fell lower. And of course, everyone's dissatisfied with the ending. I don't really have too much. It was just kind of dis. It was kind of like I was kind of apathetic towards it. It's not like I hated it, but I didn't love it. Yeah, same. So, and sometimes I think as humans, that's probably like being neutral. We just don't like that because it's just like a very. Yeah, that's true, but it's also anything that ends. Yeah, we're going to be upset anyway. Yeah. Yeah. This year in particular, we're talking about a lot of that because you're looking at Game of Thrones and Avengers, Avengers and, yeah. you know, all that stuff is coming to an end. And it's like, everybody's everybody's like, well, yeah, it's it's hard to please people when you're ending a thing that they love they because love, yeah. the, there is people no, work up. Ernest Hemingway, there's no happy ending. There's no happy ending, but it's also people make up in their heads how things are supposed to go. Right. And when it doesn't go to their plan, it's easy to be frustrated. Yeah. That's why I'm always that person that's like, I have no expectation. I just want to go in and, and see what happens. You, you know go. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, so Final Fantasy VII, Kingdom Hearts II, Chrono yes. Trigger. You're also playing Fez, I heard. Oh, I love Fez. That's one of my all-time favorite games. But did I you just, just like dip in and show it off a little bit? Or did that, you... was, that was completely it. Yeah. Uh, my sister's never played it. so yeah. um, And she's, know, she's known that I've loved it. Uh, we have it on the PlayStation. I just I, I, I love the crap out of that game. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh, you should give it give it a try. And she's loving it, too. She loves, you know, it's just such an interesting... I, I love 2D side-scrolling mm-hmm. platformers. Mm-hmm. And it's just such an incredible take on that yeah. and it's even cooler like giving that off to someone else that isn't so familiar with it mm-hmm. and just like having watching them like figure out the puzzles and and things like that and yeah. I, just, I just love it man it's just such a, a joyful game and so interesting all the areas and it, i don't know i can't i can't say enough about it i just yeah. it's one of my favorite games ever it is an amazing game yeah you know i it's that's it, not a game that gets overlooked because a lot of people talk about it with some reverence but i think uh compared to some of those other i don't want to say early indie games because that wasn't that long ago but like that window of indie games when it wasn't thousands of them every year uh i feel like fez does get passed over a little bit i think now people talk about spelunky super meat boy like very specific braid yeah very specific games and i feel like sometimes fez kind of gets short short that's how i feel too i i feel like Fez was the indie of the indies, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, Limbo. Everybody, you know, I don't love Limbo. Limbo. Yeah. I love Braid. I love all those yeah. games. But yeah, like you said, those games get the, uh, you know. Yeah, like especially now looking back, it, it people, I feel like Fez kind of gets uh, pushed to the side a little bit. Well, even like uh, Cave Story, that's such a great game, and yeah. I know that was like one of the first, like that really is, like established indie game. games, yeah. and and now that we're so far along, and like you said, we have thousands of indie games a year. Mm-hmm. Like that game also gets. Yeah, it yeah, does for sure. Really talk about yeah. it that much. That's an interesting one though because it it came the way the 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 way Cave Story was developed is very strange because it's like it was released really early on. Uh, I think it was on Game Boy Advance or something, wasn't it? It was released on one of the. I remember was that two thousand five. Yeah, but it was released yeah. then, and not a lot of people played it. And then it came out on Wii mm-hmm. Virtual Console years later, and that's when everyone kind of played it. But it really came out of, like really early for an indie game. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, I know it, the word indie game is so silly in in the way that we use it. But right, it's a good way to describe a small scope game when mm-hmm. there weren't a lot of those. Yeah. Nowadays, you can't really say that because yeah, now it's you know you look at a game like Transistor or Pyre or something, and it's like, yeah, I guess that's an indie game, but it's like huge. You know, look right. at how beautiful they are and how much mm-hmm. work went into them and stuff. It's not like, but um. All right, so that's Fez. Yeah, man. That's... One more game that I've been playing that just came out mm-hmm. that I'm excited to talk to you about. 
It's called A Plague Tale Innocence, which, first of all, all time bad name. (laughs) It's like a terrible name. It sounds so familiar, though. It's it's a really, really interesting game. PlayStation? Um, Maybe that's why I saw it. So it's on PS4, Xbox, and PC. Maybe that's why I saw it. Um, I think it's $40. And it's so interesting because we don't get a lot of this type of game anymore where it's like a AAA style game made from a independent studio like this is kind of like a big indie game but it's it's a third person looks like last of us kind of thing and the basic gist of the story is i'm gonna spoil the first 30 minutes of the game it's not you know you know something bad's gonna happen i assume but it's called the fuck it's called a plague tale (laughs) so it can't be too good uh but you're basically you play as this teenage girl um who is the daughter of a like really respected knight who has so i I, i'm not very familiar with how you know class structure works in this time Mm -hmm. in in the medieval days but um basically this her father is a knight who like you know was a like did really well in battles like was a leader whatever and now he kind of has his own like mini kingdom sort of thing right so he has like a castle with a bunch of houses that he oversees like he's basically like a lord of this manor or whatever right and it starts off with like you in the woods with your dad like he's like taking you on a hike or something they're just like chatting you know he's like oh let's see how that sling of yours works and you know you have this like mechanic where you have a sling that you put rocks in you spin it and launch it at Uh, you know, different stuff. So you're like training on apples on a tree. It's like very, you know, whatever. So your dog's running with you. You're like hanging out three. It's nice. And then something bad happens and you basically, you are thrust into a situation where it's just you and your little brother. And you don't really know your little brother because he was kept inside his whole life. Okay. Wow. And, like, nobody could visit him. It was just your mom taking care of him. You don't even really know what the hell's wrong with him or what's going on or anything. But it's you and your little brother. Your mom and dad are like, get the hell out of here. You got to go. You know, whatever happens, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to talk specifics about it. So the, the journey starts, you and your little brother. Now, the mechanic is, it's, and this is going to sound, this is going to sound bad, but it's, it's one big escort mission. And the, it's not bad, though, because what happens is down on the D-pad is kind of your uh, your way of giving actions to the little brother. Mm-hmm. So it's like follow, and he'll just hold your hand, and you walk with him. You can tell him to stay in one spot. You can go somewhere and then tell him to come when the coast is clear or whatever. Or you can have him do certain things, right? So the way the game plays is, like I said, it's a third-person, close-camera Really reminds me of The Last of Us in, in a lot of ways. Um, and it's kind of just a story of like you guys trying to, you know, like your house is in shambles. You don't have anyone left that you know. You're trying to like just get to safety, f- find people that can help you. The thing that makes this a really great game, in my opinion, is just the characters. You, your little brother, characters you meet along the way. Like, it's just really, really good and really surprising at how the story's developing and how the characters are interacting. Like, 
it really is like a heartfelt kind of game where the characters are believable mm -hmm. and that's kind of all that matters in a game like this is like do you feel for the character when they're in trouble or if they're upset or if they're you know what i mean like kind of like kratos and atreus atreus right, right it's like i almost said atreyu <laughs> uh kratos and atreus from a never ending never story, story yeah. <laughs> how they their interaction was kind of the crux of the game that's kind of what you're going through here and it's just really really well done um what i will say I sound, is i feel like i really like this yeah i think you would yeah i really think you would uh and it's cool it's cool to see a really pretty like polished game for 40 bucks mm -hmm. because they don't need it to be 60 or whatever. Right, you know right. what I mean? Like it's not a, it, it's interesting in the past few years, we've seen that, you know, variety of scale in, in as far as pricing where for a long time it was indie game 15, big game 16, right, yeah. you know, now, now people are really understanding, okay, here's what I think our game should be, whatever. Um, <clears throat> The thing I'll say about this game is the, it's very easy, okay. which isn't a bad thing in my opinion. Um, the only thing I would, the only negative I have towards it is that the, basically all the mechanics in the game are kind of like ancillary. Like, I don't know if they really needed a lot of this stuff. Like I said, the sling is your main mechanic and then you're doing a lot of sneaking. It's okay. a lot of stealthing around soldiers and stuff. Um, you're not really, there's no like, you know, head to head combat or anything. Um, but they built in a, a crafting system, Okay. which it makes sense when you start to get some later abilities and stuff. I'm, I think I'm about four hours into this game. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's pretty short, maybe six or eight, something like that. Um, but as you get in, like you're literally picking up like alcohol, leather, string, like stuff like that. And you, you whenever you get a crafting tool, you can go to a bench somewhere in the world and upgrade one of your things. It's it's not really necessary. Okay. Um, I see why they did it because again, it's very easy. There isn't much to it. Mm -hmm. There's like you know the main part is like sneaking around and then puzzle solving. Okay. So it's like you know you turn this wheel, have your brother run across. He turns the other wheel, you can now run across. You know that sort of stuff where it's like you know. It, it's very easy. You don't have to think too much, but like I said, it's just a vector for the story, but I almost wish that they did it like a life is strange kind of thing where there really is no gameplay. It's just like, you know, walk through, have a story, a choice, yeah. but I guess the problem, it, it is interesting to think about because I'm not, I'm not here to second guess someone else's decision on why they made their game a certain way. But the thing about life is strange is there are a lot of characters and environmental things to look at. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of your gameplay is like you can walk over the the picture on the, on the table and click on it and show, you know, your character will pick it up and comment on it or something. Mm -hmm. So without that, I wonder if just walking and doing these, you know, if it would be tedious or something. So maybe, you know, there's something to, I'm not saying a game shouldn't have any gameplay, but I really like the story and the character interactions in a way that like, I kind of wish I didn't have to deal with the rest of it. You mm, know, that's fair. It's interesting. Um, the other thing I'll say is it, it, and I don't want this to turn you off, but the things I like about vampire, the things I like about <laughs> it are 
are similarly things I like here. When when the characters are good and the writing is good, it has a similar feel of quality. Oh, I'm down for the the writing and the yeah. the nuances and things like yeah, that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's what this game <clears throat> is is playing in that space. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of it. You know, obviously, it doesn't have all the systems and all that stuff, but. It it, remind, it it is a very like dark gothic-y kind of style and and I think the like I said the characters you care about I I think I want to get this yeah it's great uh it's called the Plague Tale Innocence um like I said I'm maybe about halfway through I think I'm, gonna I'm excited to continue um it's it's a really really interesting game and and it's playing in a space that that we don't see a lot mm-hmm. you know like. It's a it's like a mini version of a big AAA game. That's awesome, and it's cool. You know, really I'm, cool. I'm happy that people are trying stuff like this. Yeah, I think I might pick that up. Yeah, I would recommend it for sure. If I beat Sekiro, you will. You're gonna take next time you play. You're gonna you're gonna beat him within an hour. Gar- did you guaranteed? Did you, did you ever beat Vampire? No. Okay. okay. No, never did. I think that game has pacing issues at the end for sure. Like in the back half, it's like hard to keep going. Yeah. I was so taken with that game in the first ten hours. I loved it. But, you know, I still I still think of that game very highly. I just don't, you know, it's inter- it's an interesting study in, like, how long should we play a game before making up our mind about it? You know what I right, mean? Right, before like, we because put it away. It, you, didn't, you were not enjoying it almost from the get-go. From, yeah, from probably yeah. the first So, for me, hours. first, like, 15 hours, I was, like, in love with it. Really? Okay. But at the back half, yeah, things started to fall apart a little bit, and I was like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I played that game probably into like twenty hours. You yeah, know, I, I. But you, you, you knew, you could tell what I'm talking about with the back half being messy. Oh up. yeah, but, I, but yeah. honestly, I thought, yeah, I, I, my, I was very, ups, not upset. It's fine. It's a video game. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was a little bit disappointed from the yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, but, well, it's okay. Yeah, opinions. They're like buttholes. Everyone's got one, and they all stink. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. So anyway, Plague Tale Innocence, I, I believe, is forty dollars. I think it's well worth the forty dollars. Yeah, um, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Cool, man. Um, but again, it is short, so make make your own decision of what you want to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's all the games that we've been playing. Um, I want to get into. I, I had this thought uh, the other day. Rage Two came out mm-hmm. to very middling reviews. And so I'm not going to get into the woods on this specific topic, but I want to briefly just say, I, I want to keep saying it so that people keep thinking it. Our review system is busted. Yes. And it's bad. Um, I just don't like the fact that a game like Rage 2, if a critic, a, a critic will write a review that sounds mostly negative... And it'll be a 6.5 or 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just don't fucking get it. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. And I think that it is really... I think the main issue is, hey, this game is polished. It, it Clearly, they have money. So it, it the minimum it can get is a 6 or right, 7. Right, we're scared to give it a 4. Or we're scared to give it, it a It doesn't make a any three. sense. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Like, because it, it, it allows people to talk about AAA games with no budget that maybe have something interesting to say are in a six as well because right, they're like you're oh comparing well, the two and you're giving them the awful. same i hate it I, I i need us to get off the fact that when a game is polished and has money 
that it automatically needs a certain rating. I hate it. It wasn't the whole thing. I remember they didn't pray. Uh, some uh, some reviewer gave it like a four, but then they I forget what game they gave like uh, an eight to. But like the reviews were were like very much like the same sort of thing. And oh the, yeah, because prey was like it wasn't uh you know from one of these big right. developers. Mm. Um, that was, I just, I don't know how long yeah. ago that was. That was like maybe two years ago. No, I remember I remember that prey was very you know some people liked it, some people didn't. But I just remember there was a whole thing that like it, the article was very much similar to like another game, but the other game had a had a higher uh yeah had a higher score yeah. Uh, I, I, that's not even what I want to talk about here, but I just wanted to bring it up because again, just like when Days Gone came out, all these reviews sound negative and they are all getting sevens. And it just, it's good, but everything else is terrible. Yeah. But what is good about it? You know what I mean? Like, that's the question that we have to ask. And I'm not saying nobody can enjoy these games. I know there are people out there enjoying Rage 2 quite a bit, enjoying Days Gone quite a bit. I'm not saying these games are without merit. But when you're reading a review that sounds mostly negative, why are we giving it such a high score? Yeah. It just doesn't and do you think make it's any sense. Because of AAA, like we talked about, Anthem it is. And no, it 100 percent is. Crackdown. It's like there's money in this game. Look at how polished. Look at how the graphics are. Everything runs really well. Like, you sh- we're relying too much on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? A game that's janky as hell that has bugs and is has a really good story to tell or really good systems mm-hmm. or something. Uh, that game's a lot better than yeah. these, you know, shitty games that look nice. Right. Like, I don't know what the hell, it, it drives me nuts. And, and again, I'm sorry, that's kind of a tangent because what I really wanted to talk about is I had a question in my brain, is 2019 the year of disappointing AAA games? Mm. Because I think so far we're halfway through it. What do we got? We got Anthem. We got Far Cry New Dawn. We got Metro Exodus. We got Crackdown 3, we got Days Gone, and we got Rage 2. That's a lot of AAA games, and all of them are, like, disappointments. Yeah. To to one extent or another. Um, And it's just so interesting to see because normally you have a year where, like, one or two of these come out. Mm -hmm. And right now we're five months in, and I have, what, six, 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 seven games on here? It's like... It's kind of weird, isn't it? And and I don't know if it's like a product of being at the end of this console's life cycle or if it's just hey, if you look at a lot of these games, a lot most of them were pushed back. You know, you're looking at Rage 2 pushed back, Anthem pushed back, mm-hmm. Crackdown 3 pushed way back, Days Gone was supposed to be last year, right. then was supposed to be February, now it's April. Like so I don't know if we're just at a if it's just coincidental or if we're just saying, or if we're just looking at it and being like, huh, they're kind of, everyone's trying to get their trash out of the way for their better games because Bethesda who put out rage two has Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. What is July. it? Youngblood? Yeah, is, it Youngblood. Youngblood? is that July? I think. Yeah. And do maternal, mm-hmm. which are both probably going to be very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony has last of us two and death stranding and, and so that maybe they said, Hey, let's get days gone out of the way, you know? So I don't know if that's what's happening or if I'm just like, uh, you know, basically <laughs> prognosticating. Here, yeah, you know, I, mean, like, I don't know because they really, I'm telling you with days gone. It, it was, it's, they really pushed for that one though. They really, they really advertised the, the crap out of that one yeah, as like, it was going to be the net, you know? Yeah. But here's the thing about days gone. It, and, and you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse. We talked about days gone last week, but mm-hmm. The reason they did that is because they know that type of game will sell and it sold gangbusters. So there's right. no 
like I understand why they do that as a business. Yeah. Um, but you, if you're an educated consumer, you can look at that game and look at Last of Us Two and figure out which one you want to play. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to play both, play both. But if you're saying I can only play one of these, you're not getting Days Gone unless you you have the wool pulled over your eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but yeah, I mean. Far Cry New Dawn, it's a little unfair to include on this list because Far Cry 5 was disappointing to begin with, and this is just continuing off of that. that. So, yeah. I like, didn't hear anything about Far Cry New Dawn. I mean, I knew when it came out, but... Yeah, I know. It just sort of... Because nobody... Happened. Yeah. yeah. Metro Exodus, I know a lot of people liked. I know some people were like me and were very disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's why that's on the list. Again, that kind of doesn't fully fit with what I'm talking about here. But yeah, the the real crux of them are you know Rage Two, Anthem, Days Gone, right? The, you know, like these are big, big games that mm-hmm. were highly anticipated for people, and they keep coming out, and people keep saying they're they're yeah, no good, not great. Um, so yeah, I, the funny part is you look at the rest of this year, there's gonna be great games. It's not that like this is a this is an omen for the rest the of the year. year ever. It's just uh it's interesting to see so many of them in such a short period of time, you know, right, right near each other. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, even there's so many smaller games this year that I'm super excited for. Even like coming out soon, observer comes out mm. on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, you got to look at, check out this game. Everyone actually, you guys out there look up this game, void bastards. If you've never heard of this game, just look up a trailer for it. Never heard of this game. It looks so interesting. And that game comes out in, yeah, a week and a half. So cool. I'm okay. really, really excited for that. But, you know, like, that's why I, I just want to throw a couple of those in there that are coming out real soon because it's not like this year sucks. I mean, we played so many games that are great already. You know, like, I, I look at games that I played and I'm like, oh, that was really good. Mm-hmm. That was really good. You know, like, but when I'm looking at big AAA games, yeah. What do we have? Sekiro was amazing. You said Devil May Cry was really good. Devil May Cry 5 is great. What else? Mortal Kombat? If you want to include Mortal Kombat on this list, even though it's not, you know, the, the rest of these are like first or third person, like action games, like mm-hmm. full games. Mortal Kombat's a fighting game. But it's like, so our ratio of, of good AAA not, yeah, games to, good. to bad ones is, is rough good. for this year. But yeah, just wanted to talk about that briefly. Um, now I want to talk about uh, State of Play, which happened on May 9th, I believe. Um, this is kind of uh, Sony's take on Nintendo Directs, right? This is the second one they've had. Uh, this one is something I want to talk about because I'll basically go through what they talked about. We're really here for one thing, uh, but they revealed Predator Hunting Grounds, which was which is a game by Ilphonic, which is the guys that made the Friday the 13th game. Okay. Oh, so, so is it like Predator? Like, yeah. Do the job. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And wow, that was <laughs> that was something. <laughs> that almost sounded like you're speaking a different language. Um, but, it was. It was Shelby. <laughs> Shelby, what the hell, dude? Come on, stop with that. Uh, I'm sick of your shit. <laughs> but I, I basically, I think I talked about it on this podcast. I played Friday the Thirteenth game, and it has so many great ideas. Mm-hmm. It's just janky as hell. And like too janky, like it, like you know, but it has really good ideas. And so, if we're talking about Predator, same type of game, like that. one person's a predator, the rest are you know commandos or whatever. And and Sony's gonna help them. That'd be pretty cool. That sounds pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about that. 
Uh, because I'm telling you, they have really good ideas in that Friday the 13th game. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't really pull it all together. Um, they showed the Medieval remake, which, you know, Sir, Sir Dan, even though we share a name, I'm not, I'm not that into you. Uh, that's coming out October 2015th. 2015th? 25th, 20, 25th. 25th. <laughs> God, I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> they looked at a, a couple other little games. Uh, Riverbond is like a really voxely looking shooter. Um, they showed Monster Hunter World Iceborne. They showed a like nature looking game where you like play as a flying squirrel. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's like a tight third-person <laughs> camera on a flying squirrel, and you're, like, exploring nature. It's just, oh, I love that. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, but the big one, the reason we're even talking about this, to be honest, is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes, which is... First time I... they're showing it. Um, it really looks like they're doing exactly what we expected them to do, mm-hmm. which some people are going to like, and some people aren't. Um, they're co-opting a... 13 or 15 style action-y combat um, and basically telling the exact story with with better graphics. That, mm-hmm. That's sure what it looks like to yeah. me. Fully voice acted. Uh, CG looks as expected. Looks very nice. Um, Final Fantasy VII fans rejoice. It's coming. Who knows when, but it, it's at the very least coming. Uh, they said they're going to talk more about it at e3 yeah, it's been in the works since sony's not going to be there uh square enix is actually taking their slot so they're gonna have okay. a big pre- press conference so i'm sure they'll show they'll show a lot more of this game um so just wanted to bring that up i mean there's not too much to talk about here you know me and dan are not are not the biggest fans um so just wanted to bring it up i yeah, thought it was interesting for sure uh lastly on the docket what i have is nintendo had a direct all about Super Mario Maker 2. And I know you didn't watch it, Dan, but it is some really exciting stuff. Yeah. So right off the bat, what I'll say is, you know they're doing the 3D World style, right? Yes, but they had that for... Oh, no, they had... No, the, they had new the Super, new Super Mario. Mario. So they, basically, the exciting part is they, they added a new tab in their world creation mm-hmm. thing. So you have Super Mario Bros., Super Mario Bros. 3., Super Mario World., and new Super Mario Brothers. Those are the four. Mm-hmm. They all play the same. They all have the same gravity. They all have the same everything. You can basically make your level and then choose. Yeah. They're totally the same. Then there's a new tab that says like other styles or something. I forget the exact thing that it says. But 3D World is in there. And there's a blank space next to it. So we may be getting the Super Mario Brothers too. Oh my gosh! That I everyone's would hoping for. Love that so much. Uh, it's cool enough that 3D World is in there, yeah. but the thought of like different because because there are a couple. It's very interesting because I'm very curious what they're gonna do. But the, the setting the precedent that not all of the styles have to play the same. Well, yeah, remember there's two. Is the, that opens the, the door for one. two. Yeah. yeah, that opens it wide open. You mm-hmm. know, so it's very exciting. Um, I have a list of things here. I'm reading from. Uh, it's actually a CNET article titled "Super Mario Maker 2: Everything Announced During Nintendo Direct." They just have a pretty good uh, list of stuff here. So I'm gonna go through new tools, um, creating diagonal slopes. Cool. Wasn't in the last one. You know, it's a huge part of Super Mario World, especially mm-hmm. uh, the slopes. 
Um, Angry Sun. Everyone's <laughs> That's favorite. That's awesome. Remember those three. He's in there. That's really cool. Um, they're allowing you to draw snake blocks. Oh, cool. And you can basically path it out for how it's going to go, which I think is really That's a neat awesome. idea. Um, they added the on-off switches for the blue <laughs> cool. blue and red blocks. Mm-hmm. So some really interesting like puzzles that are going to be like, this is what I'm saying. Mario Maker is an incredible game, like incredible. I love that game, but it didn't have everything in it. And seeing all the stuff they're adding, you're they thinking of these yeah. possibilities and you're like, holy shit. That's I just can't wait to play cool. other people's levels. That's my first thing. I'm not as creative as everybody else. So I'd rather just go play everybody's, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, it, that, that, that's, it's amazing. You're it's getting like, all these Mario like, levels. Oh, new Mario game. Yeah. Great. Oh, so good. Uh, they also added the water. So they, they had underwater levels in the other one, but they didn't have different levels of water. Mm-hmm. So like think about Super Mario World with, there's like water on the, the bottom that you can, yeah. and you can like, you know, you Skip. jump, but if you miss, you're in the water. Mm-hmm. Like you can do that and you can uh, basically adjust the height of the water level. Cool. So, you know, other stuff. Um, vertical sub areas. So you're creating sub areas that scroll up like in other, you know, cool. think about the the plant that comes out of the block that you can mm-hmm. climb up. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh the ability to control how fast the scroll is so you can make like a real ship uh airship type level where the cool. scrolling is very slow you know what i mean mm-hmm. where it's like go, and and the actual you have control over where the scroll goes so just like the ship level is what i'm talking about where the camera goes up a oh, little you bit can control and then that. down you're oh, in that's control awesome. of that yeah that's really cool um bonsai bills in it dry bones shell cool which is some it's actually a dry bones like they're adding a little bit that was never in anything because I don't correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, this is a dry bone shell, so you hit a dry bones. Yeah, you usually can, they just they, they like just they go just down and then they come back up, mm-hmm. right? In this, they leave a shell that you can sit in and jump, and it's impervious to lava, so you can like oh, that's awesome. You can like yeah, use that, it as a little boat. Was, I, don't I don't think, think that was a game. A, yeah, no. uh, they're adding big coins, ten thirties and fifties, just to like you know incentivize weird platforming. Uh, music from Koji Kondo. Oh, new, whoa. New music whoa. specific to this game because there's a story mode. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. So Koji Kondo's a guy. He did the yeah. Mario games and the oh, yeah. games. Holy moly. I know. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on the story mode, but I'm just going to finish up these little uh, tool things, uh, the, like the list of stuff before I get into story mm-hmm. mode. Uh, so there are specific clear conditions you can make for a level. So it could be like kill all the Koopa Troopas and then you can finish the level. Cool. Or it could be like get 100 coins before you finish the level. Eight red coins you could do. Oh, awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. So really interesting stuff. Um, they added twisters and icicles. Cool. Um, parachutes cool. you can put on, you know, like the Goombas parachuting down and stuff like that. Um, boom, boom the mini boss that you know from you know he like he's like the he's like one of the mini bosses right in he's in super mario, super mario, mario world, world. Yeah. yeah he's got like a big red nose and that the yep. point on his head yep um new themes you can do a desert level snow level forest and a sky oh awesome and uh they added the moon which is basically yeah i think this is new as well there's basically a um 
so different things happen when it's nighttime they talked about I'll t- so basically what it is is it makes a night course which completely changes the way that that level's played right uh i'm just gonna read a little bit from here because they probably yeah so the moon follows the path of the enemy angry sun and if you touch it so it's just like an angry sun but it's a little smiling moon if you touch it it kills all the enemies on screen so you want to touch it instead of running away from it i'm trying to think if that was ever in a game i don't think yeah. so um most interesting aspect blah, blah blah yeah so in the sky so oh this is what was i'm remembering now that i'm reading so in each of those four so like you know i said there was desert snow sky forest mm-hmm. in each of those the night like making a night level like the moon adding the moon changes how the levels interact so in the sky themed level night mode means low gravity okay snow themed becomes extra thip, sl- slippery slippery Far, forest theme become filled with poison water on okay. the bottom and it, it also changes the way some items work so wow. yeah really really cool stuff and now the most exciting part for me is is the story mode and the story mode is more over 100 new courses and you're basically so nintendo made courses that's awesome and you're kind of the whole idea is peach's castle is destroyed you're rebuilding it and so you're like doing certain things and in different levels you're getting like mini side quests where it's like oh collect these things while you're in this level to help build peach's castle back up so it just looks really really neat as like a there's almost a little overworld where you saw like a toad in like a shop Uh you see uh the undo dog from mario paint you know the little dog that's awesome yeah He's like a character that like, you know, you can talk to and get little quests from and stuff. Um, it's just really interesting idea to throw a story mode into this because it really seems like they want this game to be like a fully fledged, awesome game. You know oh, what I mean? Like I you're adding wait. a ton of yeah. stuff on top of all of this. It's, oh, it's that's so exciting. Awesome. And that's June, right? That's coming up real quick. Yeah. Ooh. That's that's end of June, I believe. Um so yeah, that was the Super Mario Maker Two Nintendo Direct. That's exciting. Um, I'm really, really excited for that. Cool, me too. Yeah, um, and I think that's gonna do it for the podcast. Then. All right. Anything you want to add before we go? No, it's just missed you, Shelby. I hope you're doing well. Yep. And um, yeah, that's all right. That's it. Well, thank you, Dan, for being here. Thanks for having me, buddy. And thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you guys on the next episode of the Circle Back Podcast. Have and a good one. Until then. Yeah. So long as you about there. <laughs> Peace. Hey everyone, thanks so much for watching and or listening. Just here to remind you that you can find us by searching for Circle Back Podcasts or Circle Back Gaming on any of these podcast services. Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker. Pocket Cast, Radio Public, or Stitcher. My God, I'm out of breath because of all these podcast services. But you can find us anywhere there. Also, you can find us, our video version, on YouTube by searching Circle Back Podcast or Circle Back Gaming uh, and the rest of the videos we do. Thanks, guys.